0: here today with Mehmet Yavuz, CTO of Solona. We're recording our second episode of Office Hours. Um, Office Hours is our opportunity to hear from Mehmet on the technical details of private mobile networks, 5G, and the wider technology industry. I'm your host, Greg Yatman, and today we are going to be talking about CBRS. Remember that acronym. So with that, um, Mehmet, thank you for talking to me today about this, and I was hoping that you could dive in and go deep on exactly what is CBRS and why it matters, not only to the industry, but also to Salona.
1: Thanks, Greg. Um, Yeah, CBRS. CBRS stands for Citizens Broadband Radio Service. And uh, essentially what it is, is it's 150 megahertz of spectrum uh, available for a bunch of use cases, essentially uh, for uh, many local private uh, deployments in enterprises and so forth. So you can think about it as new free lanes for wireless services. And how do you use this 150 megahertz of uh, new spectrum? Uh, this is uh, established as a mechanism by FCC, and it is different than the traditional unlicensed spectrum, uh, like 2.4 or 5 gigahertz that we are all familiar with. This is more uh, a shared spectrum. Unlike unlicensed, this is a shared spectrum. And basically what happened is if you go back to 2015 timeframe, the FCC took a groundbreaking approach to spectrum allocation. There was this uh, spectrum used by some incumbents uh, in limited geographic regions and in uh, small chunks. So out of this 150 megahertz, a small part may be used by the ship-borne ra- Navy radars or fixed satellite stations. Or in some rural places, you know, wireless internet service providers may use some parts of it. But in a majority of the US and uh, majority of the time, a bulk of this 150 megahertz spectrum is unused. So basically STC established a three-tier usage. And they said, okay, the first tier are the incumbents. If they are using a small part of this spectrum, they can continue to use it. They are the incumbents, their usage is guaranteed. Then they established the second tier, and they said out of this 150 megahertz, 70 megahertz of the spectrum can be licensed. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this second tier is called priority access layer, PAP. And uh, there will be a licensing of this part of the spectrum Uh, later this year, and that will be uh, not nationwide, but uh, county by county basis. And the third tier is the most exciting part, which is called the GAA, General Authorized Access, GAA layer. And that is basically uh, the third tier that has the right to use the spectrum up to 150 megahertz in any place where the first and the second tier are not using the spectrum. And honestly, in in practice, this uh, majority of the locations have access to easily 100 plus megahertz of spectrum. in
0: So I guess one of the questions that I I get quite often is, um, as opposed to 4G, LTE, or soon to be 5G, Can I just turn on my phone and access CBRS? Or is there something else that I need to do to make that happen?
1: Yeah, great question. And uh, this band, the CBRS band is at uh, 3.5 gigahertz, that 150 megahertz is between 3.55 and 3.7. And this is one of the many spectrum bands the LTE technology supports. Now, not every device supports this band, but most of the new devices uh, since last year have been supporting this band, uh, you know, as examples, iPhone 11, Samsung Galaxy phones, and uh, now uh, lots of tablets uh, such as iPad Pro, uh, or even uh, a lot of IoT devices, IoT gateways from multiple vendors, they are all supporting this band. And uh, we see multiple operators are making this band a requirement for the devices. So basically, it's becoming a a mainstream band for many of the devices in US. Now, uh, the second aspect is the device needs to have the SIM cards and the uh, access credentials to this network, somewhat similar to like the Wi-Fi SSID concept. And that's all the things that we take care of uh, in our solution that we provide to enterprises by Salona.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I know that there is, um, there is a document that's been created that uh, from Salona that does have a list of devices uh, that are capable on CBRS. So um, I think I'll put that in the description so people can access
1: that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I should also mention that there is a really strong ecosystem out there. Uh, There is an alliance called CBRS Alliance. And uh, I believe there are now more than 150 members uh, of this alliance. And that includes the infrastructure vendors, some operators, some device uh, vendors. And uh, there is a link to all the uh, devices that's being certified by FCC uh, that's kept track of. Uh, I believe there's a link from CBRS Alliance, but there's a lot of material there as well. And the list of devices are ever increasing, essentially supporting this path.
0: Thinking about how my phone works, for example, my mobile phone, I pick it up um, and the, the nearest uh, mobile tower can be you know, quite a distance away from me, but I still have a great signal. Would that apply to inside an environment as well where I can have greater distance in between the access points as it were very much like uh, Wi-Fi? Is it, is it, or is it not like
1: that at all? The technology is designed such that the uh, LT and 5G can cover very, very large range, right? So uh, that definitely benefits uh, the deployments. So uh, in the indoor deployments, for example, what we see is you will need maybe uh, one third or one fourth the number of APs to cover a certain region when you use LT and 5G compared to Wi-Fi. For example, instead of using you know, 10 Wi-Fi APs, you may need only two or three uh, LT or 5G APs. Mm-hmm. When you go to outdoor applications, now you can get the very large uh, coverage ranges. I mean, it can go up to a mile or more even in some cases. And that enables uh, many use cases that goes from the parking lots to the whole uh, campus coverage, maybe for a university, or maybe you even go to use cases such as uh, industrial, uh, utility use cases, and so forth, where there's a desire to cover even larger ranges uh, with this technology.
0: Do you see Wi-Fi and CBRS living together,
1: like co co mingling together to have kind of a best of both worlds approach? That's fair to say. Uh, we, of course, Wi-Fi has been a uh, a great success story. It enabled many use cases, and uh, it it provides uh, you know good data rate and uh, required performance for a bunch of applications. But then uh, for these, some new use cases, which require this high level of predictability and quality of service, you see that uh, the cellular spectrum combined with the uh, LTE and 5G technology is a nice complement to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key aspect is really to bring this technology in a easy, to deploy and configure fashion to the enterprises so that it's not a totally different uh, antibody to the, uh, if you will, to the enterprise ecosystem. It's something that can be uh, deployed as an overlay. And in our solutions at Salona, we have spent a lot of time and effort to ensure that, to leverage the existing uh, enterprise infrastructure from the existing internet, so the back end, device management, policy management, access control, IP address management, DHCPs, and so forth. So, many different aspects are all taken into account so that the enterprise IT or the managed service providers can deploy the solution just like they deploy Wi Fi and uh, don't compromise from the benefits of the LTE and 5G.
0: Well, you got a little technical there at the very end, but I followed you and I appreciate it. I think uh, I have a better understanding and hopefully our viewers as well, our listeners as well, um, have a better view of what CBRS is and how it works within their enterprise. Um, Thank you, Mehmet, again, for giving us that deep dive. And thanks to everyone for joining us with Office Hours. Uh, If you do like our show, make sure you like, subscribe, tell all your friends, tell everyone in your business and um, come back soon. Thanks.
1: Thanks, Greg. And yeah, just let us know about your questions as well.